This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Financial well-being is brought to you by Navigant Credit Union. As Rhode Island's first-ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at NavigantCU.org. All right, so here we are for another edition of Financial Well-Being presented by Navigant Credit Union. This is a monthly segment focused on the ins and outs of the very broad topic of financial literacy. This monthly series we hope is going to help cover an enormously wide range of topics, but today we're focused on credit scores and we're joined by Navigant Credit Union's Vice President of Community Engagement, Randy Sakaloto. Good morning, Randy, and thanks for making the time. Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. So there's a lot to talk about when it comes to credit scores. It's a reality of so much uh, literal financial well-being and you know existing in this contemporary landscape that we have. It's just the way that it is. So um, I guess let, let's start off with just kind of an overview of your role at Navigant Credit Union. Sure. Sure, Bill. Thanks. Um, so I've been with the credit union 31 years. Uh, in that time period, I have done just about everything from opening accounts to uh, car loans to mortgages, running a branch, all those types of things. Uh, what I do now as vice president of community engagement, I kind of connected while we're all connected to our mission to improve the financial wellness of our members, our communities and our businesses. Um, uh, my, me and my team, we're a little more hardwired into that. Uh, we work with schools, we work with municipalities, we work with senior homes, anywhere where we can meet and talk to people to help them understand um, one, how to meet their financial goals uh, and to understand uh, the whole financial picture and how that uh, can really either limit their choices, limit their options, or um, you know help them to, to meet certain future future goals that they set for themselves. So um, I'm in schools. I was at Lincoln High School uh, last week. We we're going to uh, East Greenwich this Friday. Um, we have great partnerships with a lot of our communities. Um, there's a senior home next week that we'll work to help talk about uh, elder abuse. Anything that we can do to help them understand and. and and have a more fulfilling and uh, financially well uh, life. Let's kind of start at the 101 level. So most folks listening to this right now will have a general understanding of credit scores and so on and so forth. But uh, can you just kind of lay the groundwork and define exactly what credit scores are and what are their contributing factors? Basically, who determines what your credit score is? You go on those websites and you type it in and you go, uh, where did this come from? Right, right. Sure. And it can be confusing and there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of for-profit organizations out there that capitalize on this whole thing and uh, send you down a kind of a rat, rat hole that uh, they end up having, uh, saying that they're going to charge you and that's not necessary. But anyway, sure. Um, credit score is basically it's a prediction of your credit behavior um, about how likely you will pay back a loan. Uh, and that's all based on information that's contained in your credit history. The next question is, oh, what, what's credit history? All, all banks, any, any financial uh, lender. Um, participates in the in the credit bureaus that are that are uh, existing uh, in the United States. There's three main ones: uh, Experian, 
um, TransUnion, and Equifax. And those three bureaus uh, have a huge impact on your life because they collect information from all these financial institutions, uh, uh, CDFIs, all different types of organizations that, that, that lend credit. Um, and uh, they report you, you, you have a credit history. Um, it's very similar to when you were in school, you had grades and you had grades that had all kinds of things on them. It's very, very similar, except instead of judging you on what you know, you're being judged on how you behave and how you behave directly uh, with uh, credit that's been extended to you. The score part is, is a proprietary uh, formula that most people understand as FICO. Uh, FICO, uh, they say, oh, you got a FICO score. FICO stands for Fair Isaac Company. The Fair Isaac Company started by two gentlemen, Bill Fair and Earl Isaac. Um, they take their, their initials and they came up with uh, FICO, um, the Fair and Isaac Company. And they figured out a way to take behavior and to assign it a number. And that number will then predict how someone's going to handle uh, certain credit experiences. And that's that's the, the kind of the deep part of it. But uh, what we all realize is that, hey, we've been assigned a number. It's a number from 300 to 850, 300 being very, very bad, 850 being very, very good. And you'll find yourself somewhere in between there. And uh, there's a, a just a, a series of information that's on there, similar to your GPA, that um, will tell you, uh, will tell a lender whether or not you're going to repay a loan. And this is a volatile space, so to speak, in terms of, you know, your your credit score is a real-time snapshot of your financial situation. So it can move up and down um, somewhat regularly. Talk about that sort of time frame. How quickly can it actually move? You're right. It's very fluid. Um, credit scores are uh, information from, like, if we give out a loan, we report to the credit bureaus on a monthly basis. So you're not going to see it happen in, in less than a monthly time frame because uh, if I default on a loan, if I don't make a payment on time, that's not reported to the bureaus uh, for, for sometime in a 30-day period. So, um, But it can change. If you just miss one payment, if you're late, if um, something happens and you don't, you don't follow a certain contract that you've signed, uh, your credit score can be damaged even as much as uh, 100 points um, by, by that late payment. It's pretty serious in, in the sense that you just really have to be on top of it, whether it's credit cards, student loans, which we obviously are seeing repayment of right sure. now, homes, you name it, vehicles, of course. So how can someone check their, their credit score? I mean, most bank accounts have your FICO score, but that's not really the same as the official credit score. What's that process? Well, the, the credit score, what, what the government promises is uh, – you, you have a right as a, as a United States citizen. You have a right to your credit history. So if you go to annualcreditreport.com, uh, that's a federally uh, supported site. Um, it's not freecreditreport.com. It's annualcreditreport.com. When you, when you uh, go onto that website, uh, you can get your credit report. A credit report will have all the contracts that you've signed, all the credit cards, student loans, any car loans, mortgages, even your utilities. Your cell phone is a form of credit. When you when you contract with AT&T or Verizon, you're signing a contract saying, hey, they're going to provide you something and you're going to pay for it later. That's credit. So all those things would be on there that you have these contracts with. 
But the score itself, um, there's no, there's, they don't have to give it to you. Um, most bureaus, if you ask them, they will, um, but they don't have to. Um, but uh, basically, you can uh, go to uh, a, an online site like Credit Karma. will give you um, a score, and that's a blended score of, um, of your FICO and your Vantage score, which is another, another uh, uh, credit score company. So it's, it's, you can get your, your history very easy. You can find out, has anyone stolen my identity? Has anyone taken out a loan in my, in my name? Is there any fraud in my account? Is there any errors? Because if you've, um, you know, uh, they, they said you were late on something, but you weren't, and you're able to prove you're not, you want to look at your credit history. Um, but the credit score, pretty much the most way most people get it is by applying for a loan. Yeah. That's how most people will find out their score. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the real world implications here, which, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Talk about a few real life examples where a good credit score can help somebody and then vice versa, where a bad credit score could hurt someone. Sure. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you an example. Um, we're, I'm in the corporate center here on the corner of 116 and 7. We're right from Bryant University. I had two students, and this is a, this is a real story, within about a four or five week period, I had two graduating seniors come to me and said, I got a job. One was in Boston, one was in Providence. They both needed a car. Took the, uh, the information. One had really good credit and one didn't. Now, they both got the loan. They both had uh, uh, sufficient uh, income. They both had uh, a credit score that was. But guess what? The one whose credit score wasn't so great, he paid a much higher premium, a much higher uh, interest rate on that loan than the other, the other uh, student. Uh, the fact that over a five-year period, that amount was gonna be about $3,000. So really, when you don't take care of your credit, um, it doesn't mean that you won't get certain things, but it's gonna cost you a lot more. So um, it cuts down your options. Um, if your credit's not good, another example is uh, you'll have a problem with um, finding an apartment. Um, many, many landlords, in fact, I'd say most, are now using a credit to kind of say, hey, are my tenant's going to pay me. And it's legal. And uh, they can, they can uh, turn you down for having a poor or slow credit. Um, it affects your, your auto, automotive uh, insurance rates. Uh, for, and again, it's been proven that people with uh, poorer credit are higher rates of risk for accidents and other problems with uh, with their insurance, so it's going to cost you a lot of money in a lot yeah. of different ways. Yeah, so having good credit gives you more options. It allows you to uh, get things uh, to, to meet your goals better and to uh, uh, you know have a more fulfilling life. So with that being said, you know the next obvious question would be: How do you build and how do you repair a, a credit score that's that's not ideal? You mentioned that credit scores can fluctuate depending on a wide range of factors, and it's over a long period of time. So, what are a few protect or I should say proactive steps that someone, particularly someone who's a bit younger, perhaps sure. even still in high school or college or or young professional, something like that, what can they do to kind of get that the ball rolling to build up their credit score? Absolutely. Um, Again, the, the, the formula of what, what makes up that score uh, is the biggest predictor is, is your payment history, how you pay. 
So the first thing you got to tell when I go to schools, the first thing I say is take out your phone and make sure when you put it, when it's in your name, when you actually get the phone in your name, when you turn 18 and you are now uh, of age by the by by the federal government says you are you're of, of, of uh, age of majority. So you can make financial decisions on your own on the contracts you you sign. So make your payments. The very first thing, pay your phone. If you have an apartment, pay your, your utilities because those are two things that can affect your credit right off the bat where a young person uh, would say, hey, I just got an apartment, I've got my phone, make sure you pay those things. Uh, I would say we, ha- we offer a program, it's a loan builder program where um, someone can get a, uh, a secured loan. So if they save, doesn't have to be a lot of money, they can save 500 bucks, $1,000, come to us and say, uh, I'd like a loan builder loan. We put it in an account and we lend them money with that money securing the account. Sounds kind of crazy, but we lend them credit union money. We hold on to theirs. We set up a payment. It's got to be at least six months in order for it to uh, go on to their credit history. And um, they get a pretty decent rate. It's a low rate for the loan. Uh, and it, uh, it shows that they have the ability to make installment payments, which is very positive, And it's going to improve their score. The other thing we'll do is when we give them that thousand dollars, we can take it back and then we do a secured visa card under the same type of circumstances. So a single thousand dollars can turn into two different types of loans. One is an installment loan, which is secured by the money, which uh, they'll pay in you know equal payments each month. And the other is for a secured credit card. So they can actually you start using it online. They can make purchases. If they don't pay, there's little risk on our half, but we're not really hoping that we ever have to do that. We just, because you have no history, we're using that as security. Once you've paid those two things, um, usually within a year, a year and a half time, uh, you now have a, a credit score. Uh, you've built up this thing. You've showed responsibility in, uh, in an installment way and in a revolving way. Um, and uh, that would really go far for building your credit. There's definitely a lot of people listening to this right now that have struggled in one way, shape, or form financially, and that may have led to a, a credit score that's significantly lower than they'd like it to be. It's sure. it's not uncommon, to say the least. It's I think that's another important thing to say. I mean, I'm not an expert in this at all, but certainly just a cursory read will tell you that that's it's not like you know you're in the two percent minority or something like that if your credit score is lower than you'd like it to be. So. What are some options that folks who have a credit score that's significantly lower than they'd like it to be to get the process of repairing their credit underway and try to alleviate some of the stress and restrictions that come with that scenario? Sure. Um, the, the best thing is, is, is to meet with someone to kind of figure out and see what it is that's, that's, that's caused the, uh, the situation in the first place. Uh, people lose jobs. People have health issues. Uh, different things, that diff- different factors. Um, but then there's some things that uh, uncontrolled spending. Um, some people uh, use, uh, uh, you know, that whole uh, retail therapy. <laughs> they get they get uh, some kind of tough situation. They say, oh, I'm just going to go and spend money and I'll feel better for a little bit. Um, so it's first is finding out what it is that, uh, that that's doing that. And then it's very similar to starting your credit. It's kind of starting over. You assess the situation, find out, okay, um, how much debt are you in, uh, what type of um, uh, loans or credit cards. And with a financial counselor, um, it's, it's, 
it's looking at those things and saying, all right, which, which of these can we knock off first? Um, but again, it's very simple. Make your payments and start right away. If you've been missing payments, it's never too late. You start making your payments. Um, try to eliminate and um, especially unsecured debt. Uh, you want to try to pay that off. Um, if you can, if you can put aside extra money to put aside and, and start paying those off. Uh, if if it's if it's serious enough or, or bad enough that they're they're having trouble getting a loan, doing that loan builder where we can uh, we can start. We have uh, different vehicles that we can we can put you in and have a, a payment be pretty low, and it'll just making that payment that'll that'll build your, your credit up. If someone's stuck in a um, a payday loan, those those are horrible. How how some of these payday lenders are able to operate, I, I really don't understand because it's a real trap that if you're not very smart, you're, you're paying a lot of fees and extremely high interest rates. So we have a, a loan product that they can get that we can wean them off those payday loans and um, get them onto a regular type of uh, uh, installment uh, process uh, to help them out in, in that situation. So um, I've seen people with very, very bad, like 500, 600 scores, get up to 700 in 12 months, 18 months. So it's not instant, Bill. It's, it's, not, it's not, hey, we make a couple of payments and you're, and you're all set. But um, it's, not, it's not like you're, you're, you're banned for forever or some, some sentence of 10 years. Um, but which makes it more, so much more important for those younger ones who are saying, hey, start off on the right foot and make your payments because it is hard. Um, there's a lot of uh, things, but again, bad things happen to good people, and uh, we like to uh, help out everyone in trying to get back on on track. Yeah, there is hope, and there's a path forward there, and especially in a climate where you know housing prices are so high already, uh, it's it's just another tool that you need in your toolbox if you want to purchase a home or even rent, as you said. Yeah, yeah. You're True. in the you're in this stuff every day, kind of wrapping up here. Anything we missed, or anything you'd like to add that uh, you think the, the audience should know? Um, you know, like, again, if, if, if you don't fall for those, if you, if, as you're searching on online for different things, uh, I, I, you know, I, I have no connection to nerd wallet. Don't advertise for them, not paid by them, but nerd wallet is a very good site to go on to. They have a lot of online, uh, help, uh, in helping people make choices of credit cards or loans. Uh, we have on our site, we have a financial wellness page. Um, it's, uh, just go on to our website and you'll, uh, screen from the top left corner on the menu bar, uh, come down for, uh, uh, and we have, uh, different modules that are free. You don't even have to be a member. You just go on to navigantcu.org uh, uh, and, um, we have a, probably 30 different modules from, from how do I save for my first home to how do I get out of debt? Uh, again, explaining credit scores and credit history. And uh, they're five-minute little vignettes, and they'll help you walk you through or talk you through um, different uh, different situations. So uh, there are resources out there. Uh, give us a call, and uh, we have three certified financial counselors that are they're available to do uh, to do counseling. So that's all part of it too. This is financial well-being presented by Navigant Credit Union. NavigantCU.org is your. Uh is your destination on all these topics for a lot of a lot of solutions and a lot of information. Randy Sacolotto, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank you, Bill. My pleasure. At HealthSource RI for Employers, we provide access to health insurance to more than 1,100 local businesses and nonprofits, and 96% of them renew through us every year. 
Maybe it's our choice of 19 different health plans, our 10 years of customizing solutions, or our one local team of dedicated experts helping employers find quality health insurance. See how our numbers stack up for you. Learn more at healthsourceri.com slash employers.